This is Among the Stacks, produced by the Allen County Public Library in Scottsville, Kentucky. The podcast where you learn what we're reading and recommending in the library news. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Among the Stacks. I'm Chelsea, and I'm here with Miss Jamie. Hi, Jamie. Hi, Chelsea. It's our first time recording together. I'm so excited. It's very exciting. <laughs> I have I have never done a podcast episode with you. I know. It's going to so be fun. Yes, we're going to have a fun time. We are. Because we're talking about one of my favorite genres of books, and it's the romance genre. Yes. Since it's Valentine's, kind of, almost, uh-huh. Valentine's episode, we are going to talk about our favorite romance books that we've been reading lately. But before we get into that, is there any library happenings that you would like to inform everyone of? Well, we, uh, we've our book club has been on hiatus this whole time. Yes. But we are going to try to do a Zoom meeting on March 9th at 1 o'clock. So if anyone uh, is listening that has been in our book club, we are reading a book. I did not write it down. I have it's, it here for you. I've got okay. it. It is Man's Search for Meaning by yes. Victor Frankel. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, you've yes. told me something about him. What What was the thing that's so interesting about him? He was in, Holoc- in the Holocaust. He was in Nazi concentration camps for... Mm-hmm. I think three years and something like 10 months after he was released, he was already doing presentations, talking to people. He's kind of a motivational speaker. Mm -hmm. And so this book is kind of a a motivational, inspirational uh, work. So to, to just help you figure out what it's all about, which I think is great. And this is a good time for that because a lot of people are going, why? What in the world is happening every (laughs) day? What? Exactly. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. That sounds like a good good starting point for our revamped book club. Even if you've never done book club. Exactly. It's a great way to start. We chose uh, that part of the reason we chose that title Mm -hmm. was because it's an always available digital book. Uh, through our website, mm-hmm. so you can go in there and you can get an audio or a uh, an ebook. I think it, and, is it just the audio that's always available? Uh, maybe I think so. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, but then we also have some hard copy books for those of you that don't like to do the uh, the digital books. Yeah, we have large print, regular, and an audio like CD audio book. So exactly, you should be covered. However, you like to read, we've got it for you. So you can call us if you want a copy of the uh, hard hard copy book mm-hmm. uh, or the uh, CD, CD books. So just let us know if you need that. Otherwise, just go in to our website and check it out. Or the Libby app or Overdrive or, app or whatever exactly. format you use, right? Lots of choices. Yes. We got our bases covered. Yes, we do. <laughs> okay. So... I don't have a lot going on at the moment, program-wise, but I am in the middle of the Knit Along series. We just did week two, so if you haven't started on that and you want to participate, you can join at any time. Um, Watch those on YouTube. We'll be finishing up next week on Tuesday, so that'll be the 16th will be our last video that I'll post. But if you want to get some yarn and work on it at your own pace, we have those kits available 
here at the library. So stop by and get that when you get your book club book. <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah. And you, if you get an audio book, then you can uh, listen while you're knitting the hat. That's right. That's what I like to do. I know. It's a good way to pass the time. <laughs> I think so. All right. So if I'm done with library news, you got anything else? Mm, no, I don't no? think so. Well, tell me about your romance reads that you've got going on right now. <laughs> well, okay. So unlike you, romance is not one of my favorite genres. I do enjoy romance, but I don't like the pukey sweet. Yes. I don't like the pukey kind of. sweet kind either. Oh, come on. I know you do. No. Well, I mean, <laughs> okay. Sometimes, but not like the super like cheese. I don't like cheesy. Yeah, that's yeah, that's that's where I draw the line. But I mean, to each their own. I know yes, there's a lot exactly. of people out there that love that. And you know what? There are times when that's just what you need. You mm-hmm. just need something that's predictable and easy, and you don't have to think. And that is pure escapism, which is a good thing for reading. That's yes. that's a good thing that reading does for people when they need it. That's what I come to reading for. Yes. So, and that's why the, I like it. <laughs> and actually the one that I just finished uh, called Vanessa Yu's Magical Paris Tea Shop mm-hmm. by Roselle Lim. And you actually recommended that to me because you had read a previous book by her, which was what? It was called Natalie Tan's Book of Luck and Fortune. Nice. So I haven't read that one yet. Okay. But. So you tell me about that one and I'll tell you about one that I read. <laughs> okay. So Vanessa Yu has a uh, gift of mm-hmm. fortune telling, but she doesn't see it as a gift. It's, uh, she thinks it's, she sees it as, what's the word I'm looking for? <laughs> a curse? <laughs> yes, it's a okay. curse. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was thinking of something I could push you down, you know, but anyway. Uh, she sees it as a curse, and but she has this one aunt who also has this gift. And the aunt has been trying to teach her ever since she was a little girl, and she's very stubborn, uh, Vanessa is, and she doesn't want to learn how to control it. She just wants it gone. Mm-hmm. So, But e- eventually she figures out that she's going to have to learn to control it because it's just out of control. So she goes with her Aunt Evelyn, to Paris, where her Aunt Evelyn is opening up this tea shop. And and her Aunt Evelyn starts giving her lessons about how to control this gift and use it wisely. Where's the romance in that story? Well, she, (laughs) Vanessa has a few days before the lessons begin Mm -hmm. to just explore Paris. So her, her Auntie Evelyn gives her, uh, tells her to pick out a scarf out of her collection of these silk scarves because it's a little chilly. So she gets a bright colored one and she goes out walking and she's in this square with a fountain and the wind takes this scarf and just blows it away. And a man helps her catch it. Mm. And his name is Mark. And he's of course, deliciously beautiful and of course yes it never happens that way in real life though (laughs) (laughs) and he's kind of mysterious so uh she has they have some kind of conversation where he tells her that she has to guess his profession Mm -hmm. so the next three days are are those two exploring paris and her asking him questions that are going to help her guess his profession 
Interesting. Yes. And well, it's, it's very sweet. And this, uh, that's what I was going to say. This book actually is a little sweeter than, than like. for my, than for my taste. Yes. It's, um, but it was nice and I needed something nice. And that's again, like, you know, I'm always talking about how different books are like different kinds of food. Like you, you get some that are like roast beef and some that are like popcorn. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so this was this was a, popcorn? This was a dessert. Okay. This was definitely a dessert book. <laughs> <laughs> well, the one that I read by her is kind of similar. Um, but I can't remember the, I guess it's Natalie was the main character because that's in the title. But, yeah, I would say. <laughs> yeah. But um, she's kind of struggling um, with her, I guess, her identity and her culture because she's um, a Chinese American, I believe. And her mother had angoraphobia, so she never left the house and she had like anger with that. And she's kind of dealing with the anger she had towards her mother now that she's passed away and also trying to make her way in her profession as a chef. Hmm. But um, she comes back to her hometown and finds her grandmother's recipes and discovers that those recipes have magical powers to um, change the fortune of the person who eats it. So like if oh. someone needs to make good business decisions. If you cook a certain dish, that person will make the right business decisions well, or that's so neat. on and so forth. But the romance in that book. So she's eventually, you know, she's trying to find her way in the um, her profession with her past and with this gift and all that. But the romance is a man comes into her little bitty shop, her little restaurant that she has in Chinatown. And, um, he loves her, I think, dumplings or something that she makes. And he comes back time and time again. And she thinks, I think, maybe that it's because of her magical gift that he comes. But he he really likes her. So it's really <laughs> sweet. Aww. It's sweet and it's good. But And well. it's also, like, not just a romance story. I like that because it has, um, like, familial love and self-love. Yes. And different aspects. I love it when it's not just about romantic love exactly I like when it has like all the different types of love in it so I really liked her books I like her way of telling stories so right because this one did too the one that I read um she because of her aunt Evelyn you know she had such a hard time trying to connect with her because of her own stubbornness but it was her aunt and she loved her and so mm -hmm. she yeah. had to work really hard at that yeah but the book that I read for this podcast, it is a lot of romantic love. And it is pretty, pretty sweet and um, <laughs> a little cheesy. But mm. I loved it so much because I love the show. It was based, it's what um, the Bridgerton series is based on off Netflix. Yes. I love it so, so much. I've watched the show like twice. <laughs> and um, I listened to the audiobook. So you get the, the like British. Um, yeah, the accent you know, and the, the dialect. And, and, yeah. yeah, and I, I love it. I love it. I love it. So stinking good. Mm. <laughs> if you liked the show, you're going to love the book, especially if you liked the narrator, um, Lady Whistledown. It's kind of told in that type of tone. But um, it was just very similar, but it also is different. So if if you did watch the show, I still recommend that you read the book because it's different enough that you're it's going to be two different things. Yeah. A lot of times you're like, well, if I've read if I've watched it, why read it? But it's two different things. Exactly. It, it follows the main plot line, 
of the show, but it has um, it's much more about the main character of Daphne and the Duke. So this book is called The Duke and I. So, of course, it's not as much about the whole family like the show is. This is much more just about the romance and the life of Daphne yeah. and the Duke. So they kind of fleshed out the, the yeah. family relationships yeah. for the show. And from what I understand, the book series, I think it's like eight books and there's eight siblings. So each book, I think, focuses on the romantic life of each sibling mm-hmm. from what I've gathered. So they might be kind of bunching all the books together. I haven't got to them yet. So I don't know. <laughs> I just <laughs> finished this today. So <laughs> okay, I'm still high on the wonderful story. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, but, you're talking about the... Uh, accents and dialects and things reminded me of Outlander. And that's one of the reasons I like to watch the show and listen to the audiobooks of yeah. that uh, because they, they use a lot of Scottish words and it's, it's nice to know how those are pronounced. Yeah. And it, it puts so. you in the story a little more. I think, I think when you so. hear the accents it's like if it was from Kentucky or set in America, like I don't need to hear that accent, but <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. nice to hear the accent of the characters and stuff. Exactly. But um, I will say if you like sweet romances, like inspirational fiction type romances, this book is not for you. (laughs) 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 Just not going to be your cup of tea. It is like sweet. It's just a little racy. Yeah. If it reminds me, I've thought of this, like what would I compare this to? And like the show in the book, it's very much uh, gossip girl meets Downton Abbey meets, um, HBO, mm-hmm. <laughs> if that makes sense to our so, listeners out well, there. Or maybe Outlander, because... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. like, it's got, you know, just it's got you the can, scenes. You, you can know. just say it's got a lot of sex in it, I yes. think. I think yes. that's okay to say. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but it's still, it's still a good story. Like, you can skip those parts if you so choose. It's still a good story. I yes. love the, um, the sweet relationship and the... Uh, attitudes of the characters they they're really good but it's always always nice when people are just smitten yes it is yes so sweet (laughs) (laughs) well the ones i like are i like i like it when people are smitten as well but also one of my favorites that i've been re-listening to recently is a christopher moore book called blood-sucking fiends Mm -hmm. and one of the main characters is a vampire and she hires uh, this guy, Tommy, to be the person that goes out in the daytime to buy her groceries and things like that because she can't do it because she's a vampire. And, of course, you know, but then they fall in love and everything. But there's also a lot of comedy. Christopher Moore writes books that that are very funny and irreverent and but there's a lot of comedy in this like things like she they're talking about splitting expenses and she says I'm not going to buy toilet paper because I don't use it (laughs) (laughs) so anyway there's a lot of funny little things like that it sounds good that's one thing I really liked about it you were telling me earlier about some new uh, types of romance books. What, what were those that you were mentioning? Oh, earlier? no. Yeah, no, it's not really new. I just learned it, though. Oh, okay. Um, that so, apparently some publishers will 
put somewhere in the description that a book is H-E-A or H-F-N. And H-E-A is happily ever after. And H-F-N is happy for now. And it just means that the main protagonist isn't going to die at the end of the book or uh, they don't break up right at the end or something like that. That people who need a, a happy ending can get it with books that are designated with these <laughs> acronyms, I guess. That's what I need. I hate when yes. I invest all my time into a story and then the main character dies at the end. Yeah. You know exactly. this because yes. I have never gotten over a spoiler alert to anyone who hasn't read Divergent. I've never gotten over the ending of that series. I, Veronica I Roth makes me so mad. I remember you <sighs> came in and you threw that book down and said, Veronica Roth is dead to me. Exactly. I don't <laughs> kill off the main character. Right. You can kill off anyone else. Yes. I don't care. <laughs> Like I didn't, I didn't cry in Harry Potter when like the main other main characters died. Like okay, yeah. goodbye, yeah. on with the story. <laughs> on with the story. But do not kill your main character. <laughs> Let them you have did. a happy ending because I have been reading and reading and reading just for that purpose. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> just for that purpose. You're reading just to get to the ending, the happy yeah. ending. That's exactly right. Yes. I don't read. To be sad. Well, I mean, sometimes sometimes that kind of ending is really what they needed, even if they didn't know it. They needed to die? Well, or they weren't really meant to be together, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't agree. <laughs> <laughs> they always need to live. Yeah, okay. And to be well. happy. I guess because <laughs> because we are talking about uh, es escapism and uh, reading things that help you get away from the real world. So I guess in that case, it does have to end happily. That is right. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. So, what other uh, favorite romance authors do you like? Do you I have like certain? A lot. I I, rec I think I've discussed this before i recommend it all the time i love jenny colgan she's my favorite she's what i recommend to anyone who asks she's the best but i also i love it just because it's set in like ireland and scotland and yeah, Ireland. I, <laughs> I don't think you've ever recommended this author to me really I, yeah because i that doesn't sound familiar to me oh at my all gosh okay well what, it's what if are you, you doing if you thought these were sweet books like <laughs> Oh, gosh. I don't know if you can take it. <laughs> maybe. Okay. Maybe that's why. Maybe that's why you haven't recommended but her to me. They're just happy ending books. They're yes. just like quirky. I like quirky single women. They're just like, uh, oh, I don't know what to do with myself. And then, Jennifer Cruzy is great. Yeah. I've read uh, one of hers. Quirky, yeah. Maybe Someday. Is that Someday she, Maybe or something by her? I think, read. yeah, that sounds familiar. I like but that she, one. She's her. she's great with quirky characters. Yeah, I love that. Um, uh, I like Alice Hoffman, and yes. uh, her books might not be They're necessarily. A different. Yeah, uh, it's always you know I don't know magic and witches and mm -hmm. you know I like that kind of stuff. I like I like the magic. Yes, I do too. I like um, magical realism is a 
favorite genre of mine yes, as well. Yes, for me too. Um, but your book that you were talking about earlier with Paris, it made me think of another one. I love books that are set in Paris because it's just a romantic setting. Yes. And um, that reminded me of Jojo Moyes has a collection of short stories and it's called Paris for One. Oh, that's nice. And the main story in it is called Paris for One. And it's this lady who goes to Paris and she kind of falls in love in Paris. And it's just so great. I just love it. Uh, it's set, like it's set very like well yes. it's romantic and it's just good yes. if anyone and likes that kind of thing like paris stories that's a good one to go for that, that reminded me that there was another thing about this <laughs> uh vanessa used magical paris tea shop that i forgot to mention and it's all the food mm-hmm. and uh you talked about her other book uh, about all the food because the woman's a chef but in the tea shop one she they are going out to eat a lot but there's all kinds of descriptions of all these different kinds of foods. And uh, a lot of them are essentially French. Uh, mm-hmm. They're, you know, like you can get them other places, but it's not the same. Yeah. So there's, uh, they're very much foodie books, I think. Mm-hmm. And people. I'm I'm really into that genre too. I don't know yes. what that's called, but like food-centered romances. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like that's a weird, very niche type well, of yes, um, but, books. Right. But um, there's an author called Louise Miller. She wrote um, The City Baker's Guide to Country Living, and it's kind of in that same vein mm-hmm. of food and romance. That's a She has two books, I think, that's set in that same community and it they're really good i really like her writing and books as well neat yes but and if people like the ones that have actual recipes of course there's always the the cozies mm-hmm. i've never really so, gotten into the cozies i guess i I've, should try one i've read several um susan wittig albert uh mm-hmm. has a or used to i guess she's still writing it a series that was uh called herbal mysteries and it's a girl named China Bales, and she has an herb shop. <clears throat> Excuse me. And her neighbor, or I mean, her the girl that has the shop next to her is all about crystals and um, kind of magic stuff. Mm-hmm. New age. new age. Yeah. It's a new age shop. Yeah. And so that's interesting because they become friends and that, but there's, it, they're mysteries. So there's always like somebody finds a body or something, you know, it's like, <laughs> it's like those, uh, murder she wrote yeah took me a minute to remember but they're they're a little bit like that but in those series it amazes me that there's any people left in the the town like people die like every 10 pages like if that happened here like town would be gone (laughs) four four books in and scottsville's gone (laughs) yes exactly we couldn't have that no no Well, that's all we have for you guys today, and we'll see you next time Among the Stacks. Goodbye. You've been listening to Among the Stacks, a podcast produced by the staff of the Allen County Public Library in Scottsville, Kentucky. Thanks for listening, and we look forward to seeing you Among the Stacks.